what's going on what's going on everybody what is popping what is really really good how's everybody doing all right just checking the uh the volume over here making sure everything is good what is up what is up what is up what you guys are looking at right now is a collection a collage if you will of um people and their actions all right people and their actions and um we're gonna get into it we're probably gonna get in a little deep and we're gonna connect some dots and give you some information some things you may know you might know all of it uh you might know people who might not know all of it and you might want to share this out to them um you also there might be things you don't know or if we get into a little bit deeper you might not know the beneath the surface things right so <clears throat> today we're going to talk about the modus operandi the modus operandi of race soldiers and white supremacists all right so we're going to break down the actions and the behaviors and uh, maybe what's behind it all all right so with that being said ladies and gentlemen you know what it is you know what this is you are rocking with the best this is thoughts of the week podcast let's get started damn man they got me all hemmed up what you in here for uh well me i just killed a bunch of your people and uh, they took me to Burger King and had me sit down with you. We're going to the same place. So, uh, what did you do? What are you here for? Man, my right blinker was out. And this is how I end up. You don't even have a scratch on you. Grab your white privilege card and never leave home without it. Rocking with the best thoughts of the week All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Thoughts of the Week podcast. So we get ready to get it all the way in. All right. We're talking about the modus operandi or the modus operandi. Modus operandi of race soldiers and white supremacists. All right. So we're going to start off with what is 
a white a white supremacist? What is a race soldier? All right. They both have some uh, very similar things in common. All right. Both white supremacists and uh, race soldiers seem to have a dislike of black people. All right. Now, what I've been noticing is that I haven't noticed this with race soldiers, and we'll get into them in a minute. But with white supremacists, you do have some white supremacists that seem to not only dislike black people, but it seems to be their main focus. They might oftentimes not like Jewish people as well. All right. But it seems like their main focus is on the black folks. Yeah, it seems like their main focus is black people. All right. And um, if we go by the great brother Neely Fuller Jr., as far as what is the definition of a race soldier, a race soldier is a police imposter. All right. That's what a race soldier is. A police imposter. All right. If you're going by the definition of... Um, race soldier by neely fuller jr you could check out his books all right so a race soldier is normally a white male and female at times as well um let me see something here let me see some i don't have it on here but we'll probably show something in a little bit and um because you know in the news lately there was a i think it was two female officers they were white and they was during their duties at work, they was throwing out the N-word around, and I think they both got fired recently, if I'm not mistaken. Also, with a race soldier, not only of them being white, male or female, they have a tendency to treat black people differently from similar crimes that you might that they might catch white people doing. So for example, let's see. For example, for example, let's take a look at this. All right, let's take a look at this very recent incident that happened in Buffalo. You have the race soldiers and the white supremacists standing together. And they kind of look, the race soldiers kind of look a little bit disappointed, as you <laughs> as you can kind of see there. But they have similar views, right? This guy was taken without a shot. This guy was taken without a shot, right? But as you guys remember, and some of you may remember, some of you may not remember, but with the race soldiers, like I said, the race soldiers treat their own one way and they treat black people another way. So what am I talking about? What am I saying? Where's the proof, right? Where's the receipts at? All right, this this guy here had a whole manifesto. What was it, 180 pages or something like that? Or 80 pages, so I forget what the number was. But um, talking all about replacement theories or something to that effect, you know, all the black people are gonna replace all the white people I think he might have mentioned, I can't remember, um, he might have mentioned some Jews, but it really wasn't very minuscule. It was really black people. And um, 
My man was armed to the teeth. And as you see there, not doesn't look like he has a scratch on him. Right? Not one. Not one scratch on him. So the difference between the race soldier that you see in the blue, dark blue, navy blue uniform and the uh, white supremacists, they have similar views. They look at things pretty much the, uh, you know, have similar views. The, the white supremacists shot a lot of black people up. And I'm going to show you what the race soldiers do to black people. All right. What do what do they do? Let's take a look. That's what the race soldiers do. Same thing as uh, Peyton Gendron or Gendron. The race soldiers kill black people unarmed as well. And the police chief of that department in Ohio, I think that was in Ohio, um, even stated that Jalen Walker was unarmed when that took place. So what made both of these groups of people, they're all in one. And I'll get to that in a second. What make these groups of people do these type of things? Do they need training or because you hear that a lot? You hear, oh, they need some training. This You can train it out of them, but you can't train something that's within your spirit. Right. You can't train something that's really in you. You can't train that out of you. You can give them five million trainings and they'll still they'll still go out. The race soldiers, that is, still will go out and do this. Now, in that video, if you didn't notice before, I'm not going to play it again unless I, you know, for whatever reason, I might do it later. But in that video, did you notice that the race soldiers would even go as far as almost shooting their own? Did you notice that some of the race soldiers almost got in front of each other or there was one that there was a couple of them, I think a couple of times. There was a situation where one race soldier was in front of the other one and almost got shot because those race soldiers was bent on killing a black man, unarmed black man. No matter what, their focus and goal was to kill that black man. This is all over a traffic violation. Now, it's been rumored there's no there's no 100% proof, but it's been rumored that when they was talking about this guy, um, the one they shot, Jalen Walker, it was um, they said he had a gun in his um, the gun was in the back seat. So what's the point in killing him? And he had no gun on him. 
And then it was it was rumored that the gun might have been planted there. Right now it's rumors, all right. But um, there might be some, or it could have been. I don't know. It's possible that it might be some audio or video or something like that, where people were discussing that the gun might have been planted in the car, but. Since it's not out, maybe down the road it might get leaked out. Maybe years later it'll pop up somewhere and they're saving that so they can try to make people get into outrage. We'll see what happens. Or it'll just be kept really hushed and nobody will never know about it. I'm just saying. All right. There is a, that's allegedly, it was allegedly planted. Okay. Let's say it like that. No proof, but, um, you know, like I said, I heard some birdies. I heard of some birdies was discussing that. The possibility of the gun being planted in Jalen back of Jalen Walker's car. But nonetheless, the chief himself admitted and said, yo, the guy was not armed when all those officers, those race soldiers, excuse me, those police imposters shot that man. Over 90 times. That was an assassination. And so what did this guy in this picture do? He did an assassination. Went up in Topps supermarket. Started blowing all them black folks away. And then there was a white. I don't know if it was a white man or a white kid. And when he came across that person that was white. In the store. Peyton Gendron didn't shoot that person. He went on to the next person that was not white. So they tend to look out for their own for sure. Now, I would do I would say, though, there are times because you have that uh, that Grimo dude or Grimo. What's his name? Robert Grimo or Grimo. <laughs> Should probably call him Grimo for being grimy. They will shoot their own, though. All right. They will shoot their own from time to time. And part of the reason why they might shoot their own people is because if they think that white people are kind of helping out black folks. So if they get any inkling of something like that, white people, I want y'all to listen to this because it's real because this happened before. Um, there was, I forgot that where it happened, this, that shooting at, um, I don't know, was it a bar or something like that? And the um, white guy, he, he shot some black people, but he shot some white folks too. And I think it was has something to do with him thinking they were all hanging out together or in some type of solidarity. So these white supremacists will bust on you white folks if they think you are helping them out. That's where you get the Kyle Rottenhouse. All right. Kyle Rottenhouse. You know who I'm talking about. A lot of you don't understand or might not know. There was a video out where Kyle was talking in the video wanting to shoot some black people. And that's what they, I think they try to keep, I think they did keep that video out of the court case. But before he, I think it was before he shot those two white people who I guess was at this uh, place where a lot of black people were. And that's, I think that's a pure example right there. He killed two white, two white guys. And they might say, well, they had a weapon and he's protecting himself, blah, 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 blah. I think that Kyle Rittenhouse was the thing that set off all these other 
young white dudes like the guy you see in this picture here. They started setting this thing off of him, Robert Grimo, and a whole host of others, and some probably others to come in the near future. Because I mentioned before that this type of thing is not going to stop. And the time I mentioned it recently, when the Buffalo thing happened, and then in the succession, a lot of these shootings started popping up. Um, I did a podcast probably two or three years ago. Um, let me see something here. I might have it in the picture here. Let me pull up this picture real quick. Yeah, look on the screen right now. It says America's dormant sleeper cells. Now, I'm broadcasting live here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, my original, I used to have all my podcast episodes on another channel which I had switched them over to the current YouTube channel. I used to have it on another YouTube channel. And so if you look on the current YouTube channel that I'm broadcasting live right now, you might see this video might show only to be a year or two, two years old, but on my original YouTube channel, it's about four, maybe three, four, I don't know about five, maybe three or four years old. So I talked about the sleeper cells which would include the Gendrons, the, the Cremos, and a whole host of others. There's a, there's a sleeper cell, American sleeper cell, sleep American terrorists, sleeper cells that come out and do this every so often. And there's more to come. There's going to be some more that pop up. But there's been more that already popped up. So, yeah, you might want to check that video out, that uh, episode out. If you will, if YouTube doesn't remove it, like they've been doing everything else when we talked about the uh, Vax situation. Now, a lot of the things we myself and others have been talking about that is now coming to be turning out to be true. And like I mentioned before, since YouTube wanted to remove certain videos regarding viruses and remove other people's videos on other channels, I said it was going to come back to bite them and that a lawsuit might end up popping up for doing that because now we're turning out to be correct on what's really been going on regarding those, the virus juice that they were giving people to drink. If you know what I'm talking about, right? And there's more secrets to come out soon too. And so I just said that, you know, I'm kind of going off on a side note here. But I did say that uh, YouTube might want to return everybody's videos back that they removed or get prepared. I fork out a lot of money. I'm just saying. Yeah, I better make something up with these uh, creators, content creators, including myself, because you got something coming. And I guess their thing is they are going to ban you for whatever little chump reasons they come up with. They already banned uh jason one of jason black's channels so you know how that goes but anyway back to this the race soldiers and the white supremacists all right they have similar uh mindset traits in common um the way race soldiers look at and i probably would say white supremacists too this is how they look at black men this is how they see black men right this is how they take a look at black men. They say what black men look like to race soldiers. They look like the Hulk to them. 
They look just like the Incredible Hulk. So I guess that's their reasoning for wanting to shoot them down, which I won't say I don't believe that to be. I don't believe that to be. All right. But this is how they look at black men. They say, damn, that's the damn Hulk. You got to bust him and kill him. All right. This is how they look at him. Okay. Now, if you look at the um, the work of Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, she did a very, very good study and detailed research. And for those who know about her and know some of her work, she mentioned that the man's, the black man, excuse me, let me get it clear. The black man's penis is the gun. So it's the physical gun that the race, the race soldiers and white supremacists use to kill black men and women. Their physical gun is going up against the black man's penis gun. Well, what do I mean by that? For those who don't know, um, there is a video out, and I will be doing that on my next episode, the uh, modus operandi of the Biden administration, and uh, I forget the title of it, but it's coming up. But there's a video that was leaked out probably a couple, what, a couple of years ago, where Biden himself stated. Roughly in the, in the year 2040, the white population will be down. The white population in, in, in the U.S. will go down, 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 down. And so when I say the black man's penis is the gun, looking at Dr. Francis Cress Welsing's work, when she says it's the black man's penis is the gun that's what everybody's in fear of the black man's penis is because any black man can come have sex with any race of people a white woman an indian woman from india an asian woman and they're going to have some type of black gene and that will eliminate the race of a white person because let's say with a white person, let's say a black man gets with a uh, white woman, sex, have babies. Um, the baby is going to most likely have are going to show more traits because black people's genes are more dominant than any other race people's genes. And so that baby, girl or boy, is going to show traits of a black person, whether it's their facial features, their body shape. Um, their skin color, all right, mannerisms, their behaviors are going to come out some in some way, form, or fashion to be that of a black person. And a lot of people, white, can tell that. They can see something within that person. There was another video that was out. Um, let me see here. Do I have that video? No, I don't. But there was a video that was out where it was a I think the dude was a, either a retired sheriff, white guy. And I think he was going to visit grandchildren, but the grandchildren were mixed. And the mama was black. She was light skinned. You can obviously tell what she looked like. But 
They were on the porch, just him and the little child, the grandchild, probably two, three years old. And, um, you know, the, it was a girl rock running around and the white guy said, um, Hey, come here, little nigger. And you can see that in the video. This is another race soldier or a retired race soldier or a suspected white supremacist, right? So they all have these traits, all right? As you see on the screen, you got a picture up here, starting from the top left, suspected white supremacist pushes a black boy off his bike. That's on the uh, YouTube channel, and I think it's on Twitch, the Twitch channel as well. It's called What's the 411 News, all right? Or What's the 411, something to that effect. And you can check out those stories there, or you can go to YouTube and go to What's, what's the 411 News, be sure to add that question mark and exclamation point as you see in the wording there and then the word news after that. And it'll probably bring you to the channel because what's the 411 is kind of heavily used. So you want to make sure. And these are the colors, by the way. So you'll definitely know the distinction between what channel what channel is what. But you can see these news stories here. White uh, suspected white supremacist pushes a black boy off the bike. Um, as a matter of fact. Let's play that one right now. I think I have that video. Another example of the behaviors in the modus operandi or the modus operandi of a white supremacist. All right, let's roll that. Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Connecticut? No. No. You didn't. So get the out of my town. Get the out of my town. This ain't your town. Get the out of my town. Ow. 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 Tactic or action they do. They pick on kids. They pick on black women. Oh, it was another video. Man, there's so many videos that's out that I could have posted up here, but I'll probably be on this thing for five hours or better. So, but I'll tell you about them. They're, um, uh, what was I saying here? There was a video of this guy that showed you that one. I just, my, and the mind, my mind just slipped on that video, but it'll probably pop up again. But that's just one video. Another video, I don't have it, but again, you can go on this channel and check it out. On the uh, What's the 411 News, there's all of these with the uh, purple and orange or purple and gold kind of coloring. You could check out all those stories. But the jealous suspected white supremacist harassed a 16-year-old boy that was in Florida. The boy was going, it was a black boy, 16 years old, driving a car. This was recent. He was going to a friend's house that lived in the same neighborhood as these two guys you see in the picture. All right. Same neighborhood. And for some reason, they claimed the little boy was driving fast or some nonsense. But regardless of what they said the boy was doing, does it warrant them throwing a large rock inside the kid's car, smashing the windows out? Does it warrant that? Or should they just call the police, keep an eye on them, and then let the police, if they find him still driving, stop him? 
or talk to him if he was already parked, right? But no, they they have a tendency to take things into their hands. As you see in these two pictures up here on the top left, they push the little boys, uh, 16-year-old, the other boy, he's probably 10, 9, 10, 11. So they kind of pick on little kids, black boys, black girls. In this third picture here, this guy knows, I don't know if he was a locksmith or picks locks or whatever, but he decided he was going to go into this um, spa owned by a black woman and just sit in there and kind of ramble off stuff. And then uh, it turned out that he was, uh, I think, he, I don't know if he was arrested or not. I can't remember. But um, he was, it was found that he was also, you know, he knows how to open locks. I don't know if he did work as a locksmith or whatever. And I said, you know, that's real dangerous because he can go in there in this lady's business at night because he knows how to get into locks and, you know, wait for this lady to come back in the next morning and either take her out or wait till a few customers come in and take all of them out. That could have been the thing. I think he got arrested. I'm not sure. That's another story you can look at. This picture here is of a police officer. Excuse me, a race soldier. All right. A correctional race soldier. He made some disparaging comments about the people that were killed in Buffalo, New York. So these are the mindsets, the behaviors of these race soldiers and these white supremacists, right? So, yeah, he went on and commented on Facebook, I believe, and said something along the lines of, you know, clean up on aisle 10. And you get the picture when it, the Gendron dude shot up when this guy here shot up the uh, supermarket. The race soldier's response was clean up on aisle 10. And some other things I forgot all it was. Right. And so then now you go over here. Here's one of the members of the Proud Boys on the far top on the right. One of the members of a particular chapter of the Proud Boys. I forget what city I want to say is in Ohio, the state of Ohio. I forget what city. Punch the black woman in the face. These are the things they do. They don't really roll up on no real thorough black men. They don't want. They don't want none of that work from black men. They just roll up on some um, black women. Punch her in the face. Children. Knock them off bikes. Damage their vehicles. Get up in their face. Um. In the case of Gendron, shoot all these old black people. Right. He made sure he had more superior firepower than the uh, the black um, security guard who used to be a police officer in Buffalo. So he can make sure he takes that guy out. And that's something uh, that's another thing in itself, a whole different uh, topic, because that particular security officer slash retired police officer also created an invention. So it's real suspect on why he actually got shot on top of the other people that got shot. Because he, he created an, an invention that could revolutionize the vehicle industry. Right? So there's something else going on with that in itself, and that's another podcast. Then you kind of look down there, you see Kyle Rottenhouse, and you know I just spoke about him. 
And next to Kyle Rottenhouse was another young guy, probably around the same age. These young dudes, these uh, white boys seem to be around the same ages. And that was a, the one where it says, stay ready. This been a few years ago, but the kid in that picture was actually related to somebody who was in the um, government, like the White House or something to that effect, a senator or something to that effect, or a former senator. And he expressed how much he hated black people when he was shooting a black, I think it was a Nike box, and was saying that, you know, this is what I'll do to them. So you got all these white supremacists out here and these race, race soldiers. Then, of course, we know the McMichaels. I'm just kind of jumping around now. We know what they did, right, down in there in Georgia, all right? And then I did a episode, podcast episode, when I was saying, why is the pattern of black men killed by white law enforcement personnel so acceptable and so entrenched in society? So you might want to check out that episode as well. Then you have that um, that race soldier was really a race soldier. <laughs> he wasn't in the police department, but he was a sergeant in the military. Got in this black man's face accusing the black man of just kind of going around the neighborhood as if he as if he was going to do something criminal. So they think you're a criminal, they think you they'll if you're a grown man, they won't go hand to hand. They have to hem you up in some way so you can't protect yourself in some type of way. They'll shoot you like Swiss cheese like they did Jalen Walker unarmed. They have a tendency to do a lot of unarmed stuff. There was another video out some years back where an officer, white officer, uh, excuse me, race soldier, had pulled over a car. It's on, you can probably pull it up on YouTube. Pull over a car. Black man came out the car. And the race soldier asked the black man, um, go ahead and uh, you have a license? Yeah. Well, go and get your license. So the black Man went to get his car, go to his car, opened up the door. The door was open, the driver's side door, and he was going to get his license. As soon as the dude opened up the door and just leaned over to go get his license, the race soldier started shooting him. And the dude, the black man is screaming and yelling. And I guess the race soldier was saying, get out the car or something to that effect. Let me see your hands or something. And the guy came, the black guy came back out and he said, why are you shooting me? Why are you shooting me? You told me to go get my license. And for a second or two, the race soldier just was dumbfounded, like he didn't have an answer for it. So these are the, the actions and the tactics of race soldiers and white supremacists. All right. And then, of course, you see on the far right on the bottom, um, black men being lynched and all these white people just posing and smiling in front of this lynching. These black men hung, their head is hanging off the side from a rope. And all these people are just hanging around and taking pictures like, yeah, we got us one. And let's take this picture so we can hang it on our wall. The question I have is, how many of these people, you don't know what year this was in, but let's say they had 
you know, they all died off years ago, but they had children, grandchildren, and then those children and those grandchildren have children. And, you know, some of the generations came up to today in 2022. How many of these um, people have generations living right now? So that stuff would be in their genes and they're passing that off to the genes of the, the offsprings. So right now, if any of these people's offsprings, although it probably won't be a lot of them, because like Biden said, white people are dying off really quick and it's not going to. I think that's what it was that Biden was saying that there will be less white people in the U.S., compared to everybody else. They'll be the minority. That's what he said. I think he said they'll be the minority in the U.S. So part of the reason why you've seen all these killings, we're kind of connecting the dots right now. Part of the reason why you're seeing some of this stuff is because their numbers are dwindling. So when the numbers dwindle, they're thinking that their power that they once had in the U.S., their privileges that they can get, the fact that white folks can be arrested without getting shot up, right? Did a horrific crime. I mean, he killed people. He killed black people. He had the word nigger on his gun, right? But that's the white privilege, and I think they're believing that their white privilege might go away, too, because they don't have less white people in the U.S. Now, globally, there are more people of color. I hate to use that word, but there are more people with color in their skin, black, dark skin, Indian, so on and so forth, than there is any type of white Caucasian across the world globally. But now in the U.S., Around 2040, according to Biden, some people say 2043, but in that range, 2038, in that range, there's going to be less white folks in the U.S. And so there might be a power switch. You might have more black people in. And that kind of ties in. There's so many things you can tie this into. You could tie this into Biden allowing a lot of the... Um, Latino people coming across the border because they're hoping that they'll vote for the Democratic. But a lot of these folks, the Latino folks, whether they're Mexican, Cuban, Dominican, so on and so forth, they tend to vote Republican. So you see all this stuff. There's a lot of things you can tie this into and link up and puzzle together. That's really going to go against their agenda to try to keep white people in power. But they are training and that should be another episode I do. Maybe I'll do it. But they're training these Spanish folks to really be against black people, black people in America, not black immigrants. All right. Let me make that distinction. But right now they have white privilege to where this guy here can get arrested and not shot down. And he did the most horrific things compared to going in the traffic, you know, committing a traffic violation maybe you had a light out maybe you ran a stop sign but if you're not white this is what and you're just black you're a black man this is what happens to you oh, no! Boy, 
why he had to say ceasefire? What kind of nonsense? There's something suspect about that whole thing, by the way. Something real suspect about that. But if you don't have white privilege, that's what happens to you as a black man. That's what happens to you when you have no privilege, white privilege. So it appears that they're thinking that their power is going to kind of dwindle. So they're trying their best to stay in power while at the same time kind of get rid of a few people. They can get rid of more blacks by doing this. Shoot them up unarmed and things like that. Yeah. Why not, right? That's their mindset. That's the mindset of a white supremacist and a race soldier. Let's take a look at this. If you look on the picture on the left, um, I don't have I had the I had the video. I don't know what happened to it. But this guy is a white guy. I think he was punching out or trying to punch out the windows of this police car. Butt naked. And nothing done to him. He didn't get shot up. Um, as you see over there on the right, you have the stop white replacement. You know, they're thinking that black people are going to replace them. Right. They're thinking that white people are going to replace them. And it was my understanding that some of these people were armed. I don't see any in this picture. And I might be talking about another case, but I do remember uh, some type of protest. Now this is the Juneteenth protest. Look at all these white folks, man. All these suspected white supremacists. Right. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Let's go here because I got a lot to show. In forms of video articles, I'm going to try to do this a little faster here. But you get the picture. You see the actions and the behaviors of a white supremacist and race soldiers. Now, before I go into this next picture. Some might say, well, what about the black officers that might do things similar to these race soldiers and uh, white supremacists? They might conduct some same behaviors to those who are black. Shouldn't damn shouldn't be doing none of that stuff. You should be standing on your own square and see when things is wrong, not go along with it. But you might have some of those that are like that. Those will be the sellouts. Those are sellout officers sell out security right or they can be considered race soldiers the damn selves but they're going to probably be more in the minority so they can be called the sellout the sellout soldiers there you go the sellout soldiers or maybe the race soldiers but you hit them hard call them the sellouts sellout soldiers they don't like that too well all right. Here's a picture of an officer here. And there's the picture. There you go. With um three different pictures there. The one on the left. These people were unarmed. Some of you might know some of these cases of Amadou Diallo. 23 years old, 41 bullets shot at him. Some of you might remember the Sean Bell situation. 50 bullets shot at him. Laquan McDonald, 
17 years old, 16 bullets. They are all unarmed. And of course, I spoke about Jalen Walker. 90 bullets shot at him that they can probably count. Probably was more than that. Then we have the unarmed dudes. The unarmed white supremacists. Dylan Roof, 21, killed nine folks in the church. No one shot a damn bullet at him. James Holmes. If you don't know, any, know anything, about, anything about these cases, you might want to go look it up. James Holmes, 24 years old, killed 12 people. No one shot him. No race soldier shot him. Robert Long, 21. You might want to look up that case. Killed eight people, but no race soldier shot him. And of course, we all know about Peyton Gendron recently and the Buffalo shooting. All right? 18 years old, killed 10. And race soldiers didn't shoot him down. And yeah. And you see here, this looks like an officer here throwing up the white power sign. Now, people might say, oh, you're just showing okay, but we all know now whether you hold that fingers pointing up or pointing down, that is the white power sign. Why would an officer be doing that? That's kind of weird, right? That's kind of weird, man. Then we have on the right, like I said, there goes Robert Crimo. I'm going to call him Crimo. It might be Crimo. Good old Crimo. He ran from the police in the car after shooting up folks. Why they ain't shoot him down 90 times or 50 times or 41 times or 16 times? Hmm. There seems to be a pattern here, right? Then we're going to go, you know, I got a couple of more pictures here. Y'all might know some about this one way back in the day, day. And on the left, I forget the news name. Is it Brian? I think these two guys are brothers. And on the right, you got one guy. And the lady there is uh, Carolyn Bryant. I forgot who the other chick is on the other side, which would be their sister-in-law. But you do know this picture here of Carolyn Bryant. She's the one that was... mainly the cause of Emmett Till being murdered and his face was tall. I think they shot him in the face, then tied something to him and let him sink in the river. And then his body was found Emmett Till. That is for y'all who don't know about the Emmett Till case. You need to look that up. Emmett E M M E T T and Till T I L L. I think this happened. I want to say in the fifties, but I could be wrong. And right now, Karen Bryan is alive in Kentucky, I think. And they're claiming she's in hospice care, but she has a warrant on her from 1955 that wasn't served. And people are wanting the police department to serve it on her. They don't care how old she is. Because when it came to the Jews, there's people that was 101, those Nazis that was killing Jews. The Jewish people made sure them people got put in jail. I think there was a case recently. I think I mentioned this before. One of these Nazi dudes who was involved in the Jewish Holocaust 
was 101 years old, I think recently, or maybe a few years ago, they took his behind and, and put his behind up in the jail. So why them? The Jewish can have them do it. They get who they want. But black folks can't get it again. White supremacists, race soldiers, the whole system when it comes to black folks. Right. All right. With that being said, um, let's go into some quick articles here. Something you might know, you might not know. You got to kind of play connect the dots here. All right. If you don't know, the police are not required to protect you. I think that's in the actual law. So I would say if you see any cars that says to protect and serve, you might want to ask them or tell them about this. Well, what about the law that's in effect that you're not even. Um, I don't even have to. Protect why do you have protect and serve on your cars. Right. So it says to protect and serve the, the ubiquitous creed emblazoned across millions of police cars throughout Los Angeles and indeed the United States. This motto is consistent with the common belief that police officers, as well as law enforcement officers, other law enforcement officers are here to protect us. After all, we are all taught to dial 911 when we need help. Subject to narrow exceptions, the United States Constitution does not require law enforcement officers to protect you from other people. According to the U.S. Supreme Court, this notion contradicts, contradicts, excuse me, our ingrained perceptions, but it's still the law today. All right. And I think that's 69, I think. Might be 89 in there. It looks kind of small lettering. Landmark case of the Shanty versus Winnebago County Department of Social Services. The U.S. Supreme Court held that the failure by government workers to protect someone, even four-year-old Joshua DeShaney, from physical violence or harm from another person, his father, did not breach any substantive constitutional duty. In this case, Joshua's mother sued the Winnebago County Department of Social Services, alleging it deprived Joshua of his liberty, interest in bodily integrity, in violation of his rights under the substantive component of the fourth, 14th Amendment, excuse me, due process clause by failing to intervene to protect him against his father's violence. While the department took various steps to protect Joshua after receiving numerous complaints of the abuse, the department took no actions to remove Joshua from his father's custody. Joshua became comatose and extremely retarded due to traumatic head injuries inflicted by his father who physically beat him over a long period of time. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I was, but you pretty much get the gist because I have some other articles to go into. All right. Um, yeah. So that's why it's very worth your while to learn um, empty hand strategies. Um, it's very wise to teach your children some things they might can be able to do 
to protect themselves if they're left with people bigger than themselves. Um, as an adult, you should learn how to protect yourself because you can't be calling the police. You know, some I say police versus race soldiers now, so take it all in context. Whoever shows up on the scene, because you can't, you won't know until you see action. So you're going to have to assume everybody's a race soldier until they show otherwise. Everybody's a white supremacist until they prove otherwise. That's what I should say. Everyone's a race soldier until they prove otherwise. Everybody's a white supremacist until they prove otherwise. I'll just say it's in your best interest to learn how to protect yourself with weapons and using your whole body. If you don't have any weapons at the time, I'll just leave it at that. Now, let's go on to this next article here. Very short one. I should be able to read through this one. In case you didn't know, I don't know if this changed since then, but um, cops were being trained by literally white supremacists. All right. An investigation found a number of police trainers who have expressed extremist views online with some having ties to the Proud Boys. Okay. White supremacists, conspiracy theorists, and far-right vigilantes have long entrenched themselves within the ranks of law enforcement. Something we're going to get into in a minute. A new investigation from Reuters suggests that it's not just that the position of authority appeals to these groups, it's that police trainers with far-right ties maybe teaching recruits to think this way. And that would even include your Hispanic police officers, your black police officers, your Asians, whoever Asians get in, your Africans that end up getting in, becoming police officers. They're teaching them a mindset. All right. They're teaching them a mindset along with some physical strategies as well. Uh, Reuters looked into law enforcement consultancy groups that have been brought into train hundreds of police officers and public safety workers across the country. It found that a handful of trainers involved in developing and teaching courses to law enforcement recruits have expressed extremist views, included prejudice information within training material and had connection to far right groups including the Proud Boys. And I know it ain't just the Proud Boys either. The uh, figure central to Reuters findings was Richard Whitehead, a prominent law enforcement consultant who has been involved in training more than 500 officers over the last four years. During that time, he's used his online platform to call for public executions of government officials who were disloyal to former President Donald Trump. Remember, I spoke about this earlier, about you have some white supremacists and some race soldiers who will shoot other white people if they think they're not taking their side. All right. Lending support to extremist organizations and call for police officers to disobey public health orders. He also claimed that we are the brink. We are on the brink of civil war in his official training sessions. He showed a police officer in a looks like urban. They might have misspelled that urban and or turban. OK. He showed a police officer in a turban and labeled him a towel head. 
He mocked trans people with material about a suspect who identifies as a mountain panda. He taught police not to trust sexual assault victims. He was previously banned from Washington police training groups for his approach, but continues to get work across the country. All right. These are white supremacists training police officers. While Whitehead might be the most prominent of the far right cop consultants, he's not alone. Reuters tracked down several other instructors who have claimed in in the uh, claimed the 2020 presidential election was stolen and seem to believe that the QAnon conspiracy theory. At least one participated in the insurrection attempt on January 6th. And by the way, there was there was several law um, race soldiers that participated into entering the Capitol, that they keep that on the hush too. Others appeared in a database of people associated with the Oath Keepers, another group similar to the Proud Boys, they all the same, a far-right, violent, anti-government group. Law enforcement on all levels continues to have an extremist problem. Meanwhile, despite the fact that few police forces actually lost any funding, Democrats are still calling for more spending on police. Several Democrats in the House of Representatives this week are backing legislation to boost police funding. In an effort to look tough on crime ahead of the midterms, President Biden in his State of the Union called emphatically to fund the police. But maybe they ought to take a closer look at where that money is going and to whom. All right. So you have that. Let's see here. I'm uh before I go back to another new article, let's take a look at a couple of videos or one one or two. Let's see. Here's a recent one. All right, let me pull this out the way real quick here. Here's the recent one. As recent as probably a day or two. Earlier today, I spoke with the family of Brianna Taylor. This morning, they were informed that the Justice Department has charged four current and former Louisville Metro Police Department officers with federal crimes related to Ms. Taylor's death. Those alleged crimes include civil rights offenses, unlawful conspiracies, unconstitutional use of force, and obstruction offenses. The four defendants were charged through two separate indictments and one information. I'm going to begin today by discussing the civil rights offenses that stem from the falsification of a search warrant. We allege that these offenses resulted in Ms. Taylor's death. All right. So that's another thing I said, like I said before, this is what these race soldiers do. They'll shoot black women, black men. The only thing they'll do is shoot black men. They won't use hands or they'll, because there's video of that out there too, where, matter of fact, is this one of them? Let me see. Let me play this one real quick. If you don't know the story about Kevin Penn, he's. All right. That's not the one, but I'll play that here in a minute. I'll play that one in a minute. It's not the one I was thinking about, but um, what race soldiers also do. That is similar to what white supremacists do is they'll get they'll gang up on you and try to wrap you up, meaning wrap your hands up. And so they can start punching you in the face and breaking your jaw and stuff like that. 
as opposed to if they want to do all that swinging unnecessarily and go ahead, you know, hand to hand with it and not try to hem them up. Same thing white supremacists do. Now, they'll try to roll up on a black man, but they have to roll up on them in numbers. All right. This is this is the modus or the modus operandi of race soldiers and white supremacists. All right. This is what they do. All right. With that being said, let's show an I'll show another video before I go into this next article here. This is another recent video that happened. This guy got arrested as well, by the way. Oh, hey, oh. Is the hospital CEO has announced he'll be stepping down immediately. <laughs> I'm gonna play it again. I'll play it again. But you've seen all those black kids was on the bike in the middle of the street. You seen how fast he was driving and then blow a horn or give them a chance to like or slow down for them, hoping that they will all move to the side. Yeah. White supremacists. Keep that in mind. Did you hear what he said in the beginning about going to make some points? And then at the end, he said, stupid niggers. Let's look at it again. Oh, hell. Is is the hospital CEO has announced he'll be stepping down effective immediately. And a memo sent to the medical <laughs> staff. He said, oh, hell, get you some points. Meaning, yeah, get some points. I'm going to knock all these little black boys off these bikes. Stupid niggers. That's the behavior of your white supremacists out there. White supremacists and race soldiers have similar mindsets, don't they? Ain't that something? Let me go to, I was going to show one article. Let's go to this article first. Let's go to this one. This is what I was talking about. I'll go back to the other ones here in a second. This guy here tried to run over race soldiers. I'm trying to figure out why they didn't shoot him. You even got white people trying to, every time, that's what I said, white privilege, right? White privilege, right? Every time they try to go do something, when a white person do something to police officers, they don't get, they don't just seem to get the same treatment. They don't get blown up in uh, 90 bullets put in them. Swiss cheese. And this guy, Florida man, arrested after fighting Georgia deputies trying to run over them. You know what I'm saying? Monroe, Georgia. A Florida man is now being is now behind bars after he reportedly led Monroe County deputies on a police chase. According to authorities, deputies attempted to stop a vehicle that was suspected to have been involved in an aggravated assault domestic incident that occurred on Interstate 75 northbound. All right. The car was being driven by a white man with no shirt, later identified as Daniel Young, 38, of Tallahassee. Deputies believe Young was involved in the assault. Deputies said the car did not stop and proceeded to lead officers in a pursuit into Butts County, but they didn't shoot his butt up. As the chase continued, Young tried to ram the deputies multiple times. The chase came to an end when Young wrecked the vehicle after a pit maneuver 
was performed on I-75 in Butts County. Young continuously fought deputies while being pulled out from the car. He was checked out by EMS before being arrested and transported to Monroe County Jail. Young is charged with four counts of aggravated assault, four counts of obstruction, one count of felony attempting to elude, a DUI, refusal, and several traffic violations. Now, trying to run over these police, why wouldn't they give him an attempted murder charge instead of aggravated assault charges? Hmm. Interesting. That's all I'm going to say. That's very interesting. Okay. Let me move some things out of the way here. Make some room. And, uh... I did that. I showed y'all about the non-requirements to uh, protect you. The police are not required to protect you. Okay. They get trained or have been trained by other white supremacists with white supremacist theology. Now, there's something that's been out. I might have talked about this before. Some of you know about this. Um, unredacted FBI document sheds new light on white supremacist infiltration of law enforcement. All right. If you don't know, I think it was 2006. Either 2000, I'm pretty sure it was 2006 and not 2008. The FBI came out with, yeah, it says that in here, a heavily redacted version I don't know why they changed everything all of a sudden. A redacted version of 2006 document had previously been published, one of a handful of documents revealing federal officials growing concern with white supremacists' historical interest in infiltrating law enforcement communities or recruiting law enforcement personnel. All right. So the FBI did a report in 2006 that there were um, white supremacists infiltrating law enforcement, meaning they were coming in to become police officers. And then what you have now, which I think a lot of these shootings that are, um, a lot of these shootings that happen like this, lot of those officers are white supremacists that were able to make it inside the ranks of the police department. So they get to go in and do stuff like that while their supervisors who are also may very well be also white supremacists or affiliated with a white supremacist group will do their best to try to get them out of any things going on like that. So Throughout the U.S., I'm probably sure in other countries, too, you have white supremacists that are actually, I almost said it, white supremacists are now 
upgrading to race soldiers, right? So you have that dynamic. You have white supremacists that were before they became race soldiers. Now they upgraded to being able to legally carry a uh, gun and shoot at will and nine times out of ten don't get prosecuted and you're only seeing these things now because it's becoming too much of a a regular thing and the fact that people have cameras now and cameras everywhere and they're just doing things thinking oh i'm gonna get away with it because my privilege but you got other countries looking at the u.s saying yo you coming over here messing with our countries, but look what you're doing to black people. What you look what you allowing to happen to black folks. So now the spotlight is getting put on the US. Like you can't hide it no more. And these things ain't being justified. They're gonna have to sacrifice some race soldiers and put them in jail. So it's more like a sacrifice. That goes on too. They have to sacrifice sometimes as well, just like in this case right here. Earlier today, I spoke with the family of Brianna Taylor. This morning, they were informed that the Justice Department has charged four current and former Louisville Metro Police Department officers with federal crimes related to Ms. Taylor's death. Those alleged crimes include civil rights offenses. All right. So, yeah. When it's obvious, they have to do something. And I really think they're doing that also. They're doing that particular case because the midterm elections are coming up and they're really wanting black people's votes. So that's another reason why I think they're doing that, because there's so many cases that the DOJ can uh, prosecute and they just seem to pick out just that one. Or this one is seeming to be more televised. Cause there's a lot of cases where these race soldiers didn't shot people for no reason and just blatant nonsense like the one I just showed you or Jalen Walker we're still waiting to see what all goes down with that so yeah alright so we have here yeah, they have the unredacted version of the first document sheds further light on the FBI's concerns. The FBI's concern, yeah, they put out a report, but it didn't seem like they did enough to help remove a lot of these race soldiers out the department, these white supremacists turned race soldiers. They did a report to let you know, like, hey, there's some concern. You might have some white supremacists coming in and y'all letting them, you hiring them, not realizing they're white supremacists. And now you they're getting all this training and these tactics on how to do this and do that. And then some of them can leave, quit, but now they are quitting and leaving with these tactics, knowing what to do now, how to take cover and shoot and shoot from a prone position, shooting from a certain distance, shooting targets from a certain distance. Now they got their training. Now their white supremacist mindset has just been amplified. So that's what this report was about. All right. I won't go into any details. Just take the titles of these. Like I said, up top, it says unredacted FBI documents sheds new light on white supremacist infiltration of law enforcement. And just look up those titles, man. All right. Because we're going to go on here before I get out of here. Here's another one. I think this is the final one. 
that I'm going to show as far as articles are concerned. Very interesting article. Look at this here. These are your race soldiers. And what's sad is that if there's some black officers in this department where this particularly happened at, I wonder how many of them actually spoke out. All right. So this says police department used images of black men holding guns as target practice. I wonder what that does to your mind when you sitting up there with a target of a black man instead of just a silhouette. Maybe it's just a blue silhouette, light blue or light orange of a human, but no face. But you put it a black man. Right. What would you think if you constantly shooting a target, having target practice with a target being a black man? Hmm. Over time, how would your mind be programmed? A Boy Scout troop spotted the targets while on a recent tour of the Farmington Hills Police Department. A police department just outside of Detroit uses images of black men in hoodies and backwards caps holding guns as shooting practice targets. A group of Boy Scouts discovered. <clears throat> the troops spotted the targets, some of them uh, pierced with bullet holes when it was touring the headquarters of Farmington, Farmington Hills Police Department. Farmington Hills Police Department. Farmington Hills Police Department in April. A Boy Scout troop spotted the targets. Some shot through while touring the Farmington Hills Police Department. In one photo, in one photo from the tour, six white scouts are looking at the targets. The same image of a black man with a menacing look and pointing a gun. While a black boy scout stands behind them. Think about that black boy's mind. What went through his mind when all his white boy scout people were in front of him just staring at this target of a black man with all these holes in it and he's just standing behind what will go through his mind seems like a lot of programming right an, un an, an unidentified person who attended the visit somebody who I just guess didn't want to be identified represented by attorney Dion Webster Cox first reported the use of the images okay when the ch when those children were exposed to those images to me it was the potential detrimental effects on how they view black men and black people that was indescribable it's literally profiling for the black man you've got young police officers and this is what they're being trained on the targets which have been since removed are now the subject of a legal review, Mayor Vicki Barnett said at a public city council meeting. My thing is, this is kind of weird when they say they're going to do these reviews and look into it. I mean, come on, let's keep it real. What is there really to look into? You got these kids coming up here, at, you know, visiting the police department, these scouts, and they find these things and they looking at it like, wow. Then you have a black, I don't know how many black boys was in this particular scouting troop. But this black boy is standing behind while 
the white ones are standing right in front of the target and looking at the bullet holes. What is going through the white boy's minds when they see that? And then what is going through that black boy's mind when he's standing behind like, wow, he doesn't even want to come up close like that. I guarantee you the mindsets were different. What they were thinking about that picture definitely was different. All right. So at the meeting, Farmington Police Chief Jeff, Jeff King apologized. I'll take this one on the chin, King said. I apologize to each and every person in this room, this community, my department, my city council, my city manager. I can't overlook this. He also told the meeting the images were purchased, but didn't say where from or if they are of actual people. My thing is, I'm sure the chief has to go to the shooting range for one reason or another, even if just to check out how the, re the recruits are doing or how the um, the ones who aren't race soldiers, the police officers that come there to do their yearly training, maybe just wants to see how they do. Maybe him he himself might want to come on the range and get him some um, practice on the gun range. I'm sure he had to see those targets, and at that time, had to have been thinking something. But instead, waited for these little kids to come across it. And then somebody, I guess, who was with them might have seen all that and just decided, hey, I'm going to call the mayor. I ain't going to say nothing right now, but uh, I'm going to holler at the mayor and tell him what's going on. Right? <sighs> I tell you. Anyway, but King told the news the use of the images of black men was taken out of context. Taken out of context? You put black men as targets. You didn't put someone from Asia. You didn't put someone from Russia. You didn't put an Iranian's picture up there. You put black men's pictures and that's taken out of context. It's the BS excuses. It's the BS <laughs> comments that be getting me, man. Anyway, I a diverse group of targets were on display the day of the tour, not just targets featuring black people. King said, unfortunately, this was not accurately depicted in the photographs. Let me read that again. A diverse group of targets were on display the day of the tour. Not just targets featuring black people. Okay. Unfortunately, this was not accurately depicted in the photographs. So I guess people took pictures as the photographs only depict a small area of departments firing range and a select number of the targets that were presented and discussed during the group tour. Scouts touring the farming, scouts touring the Farmington Hill Police Department shooting gallery. He said department uses images of a dozen different people, 10 of whom are white and two black. <laughs> OK, but you how many black targets you have that you can at the shoot one up, you can pull up another one and stand up there. In line with Michigan's Commission on Law Enforcement Standards, as well as the city's demographics, <clears throat> Farmington Hills is 18 percent black, 62 percent white, according to the 2020 census. 
Assistant Chief John Piggott said that officers normally train on silhouettes, like I mentioned earlier, silhouette targets. This is what it all should have been. And, and bullseyes when measuring accuracy and only uses images of people once they start training officers on threat assessments. Yeah, okay. While the default targets are all holding guns, their hands can be swapped out to hold a beer can, a cell phone, or nothing at all. I never heard of targets that you can do that with, but I guess they have that. Because now it's not a question of whether or not the officer can hit the target. The question is now whether or not the thing that they're looking at is a danger to them or not. For Webster Cox, however, the explanation doesn't change the fact that black men were primarily presented as targets the day the kids got to see the shooting gallery. Right. This is not acceptable. You don't want your children to just start off hating, she said. Yeah, like I said, you can uh, influence kids pretty easily. This wasn't the first time the department has been under scrutiny for the targets it uses for shooting practice. Last July, the Michigan American Civil Liberties Union filed a freedom of information request asking the police department to disclose images of any gun range targets used by the police department from January 2020. The organization received images of other non-black targets that were not on display at the time of the Boy Scouts tour. The Michigan ACLU did immediately confirm to the news what prompted the filing of the uh, records request. Excuse me. The city of Farmington Hills has been working to address its diversity problem in October 2021. The Michigan Diversity Council agreed to assess the city's strengths and weaknesses when it comes to hiring workers, including black cops. In return, the city agreed to create a diversity council that would help make its hiring practices more inclusive. So let me go back to that one when they were asking for um, images of the gun range. And it was funny because they knew which ones to send when they were asking for them. But yet the ones they displayed when the kids came up is what they really were thinking. All right. So, yeah. There you have it on that, man. Like I said, there's so much I could show. I don't have the videos and other articles, but I think I presented pretty much um, a grand picture of what your race soldiers are and what they do as well as white supremacists just to uh, recap on that nine times out of ten your race soldiers are white male and female um there is a video out i didn't have it with me but there's a video out of one of a white female race soldier driving doing whatever and she mentioned i hate these niggers something to that effect all right. For whatever reason, she said it. But then everybody seems to praise her and say she's such a good police officer and she likes to help people and train them. But, yeah, train them to do what? Because she displayed what she might be training other officers to be like. 
So I didn't have that video, but it's out there. So all these things you can look up and get receipts for. But before I get out of here, let me play this uh, video that I played and I stopped it earlier. And then I have one more after that. But hopefully um, you have now got the picture and you know the M.O. or the modus operandi of a race soldier and a white supremacist. Let's take a look at this video. If you don't know the story about Kevin Penn, he's in Decatur, he's a business owner. There was a burglary in place. So him as the store owner, he called 911. He reported the burglary. When the police officer showed up, you're actually allowed to carry firearm in Georgia. He put down his firearm. He took out the magazine. He started taking out the ammunition. He showed them, he's letting them know I'm the business owner. One of his employees letting them know he's the business owner. He's mad because of how the engagement is going on. Now remember, he is the homeowner. I mean the store owner. But here go what the problem is. The enforcers that showed up, to them, he's just another nigga. And you're about to witness that he is not the person that's robbing his own business. But look how they treated him. Broke his jaw. Now I know some people might say, well, he'll be able to sue and get some money. But think about the trauma that this man has delivered for the rest of his life. Being attacked in his own place of business. You know how hard it is to own a business in America as a black male? Look at the justice system in America, KKK. This is not an isolated incident. It's too many of these incidents going on in different states. Enough is enough. We sick and tired of the excuses. This is bullshit. Now keep in mind, people, this is from March. They claim that they're still investigating a mistaken identity. How the hell is it a mistake? When the, own, the business owner already identified itself. He already identified himself as the business owner. But I, I know what it is. Because he's black. Because he's darker. He's automatically guilty first. So, so it's whip his ass first and ask questions later. And give him a civil lawsuit. I guess. Okay. There's your race soldiers, right? And lastly, this is the mindset that people whose loved ones have been taken out by a race soldier or a white supremacist should have. Now, um, I forget the guy's name in Georgia. The one where um, I told you guys about with the McMichaels down here at the bottom here. Well, it's the same person. He just cleaned up. <laughs> he didn't put on some glasses and a suit. But that case in Georgia, I want to say Brunswick in Georgia. The uh, mother of that brother Ahmad Arbery, there you go, came to me. Ahmad Arbery. The mother in that case also had the same attitude 
as this woman I'm getting ready to play now in another case. You all know about this case that happened in New York. And I suggest that any parent, all parents, that this has, if this happens, hopefully it doesn't anymore. But if this should happen, you all should take the same position. Because there's been too many of y'all who've been doing the forgiveness thing. And the forgiveness thing has been, if you want to forgive, be quiet about it. Don't be public about it. Keep your mouth shut in public. Don't broadcast you forgiving in public because when you do that, then you get the situations where I showed in this. If you don't know the story about Kevin, when you do this public forgiving, you get a situation that happened in that video. You get a situation that happened in this video. All right. If it was a white supremacist and they go out and do this to your child. Remember that video or this one. If you go out and do these public displays of forgiveness, those incidents will continue. But if you show and keep the mindset of what I'm getting ready to show and you stand on yours 10 toes down, then you're going to get situations that probably would happen more and not just for like a photo op in a situation like this. Earlier today, I spoke with the family of Brianna Taylor. This morning, they were informed that the Justice Department has charged four current and former Louisville Metro Police Department officers with federal crimes related to Ms. Taylor's death. Those alleged crimes include civil rights offenses. All right. So if you stop doing these public displays of I forgive my the person that killed my baby or the person that killed my husband. And you had that situation where um, that Amber Geiger shot the dude and then the black guy who was a black immigrant and that's going to be the, that's going to make the difference into the, the determining factor they wanted to forgive and give amber a hug but black americans who are different from black immigrants would not do that as we will see in this video right here so for a family member has offered his uh, Hell no. The time for remorse would have been when my husband was yelling to breathe. That would have been the time for him to show some type of remorse or some type of care for another human being's life. When he was screaming 11 times that he can't breathe. So there's nothing that him or his prayers or anything else would make me feel any different. No, I don't accept his apology. No, I could care less about his condolences. No, I could care less. He's still working. He's still getting a paycheck. He Let me play that one more time. This is the mindset you need to have when these incidents happen, because if you don't, there's going to be this mindset of them saying, oh, well, the family or the wife or the husband, they forgive us or they forgive them. 
So we don't need to give him such a harsh penalty. Nah. Again, this is the mindset you need to have. So for a family member has offered his uh, condolences, hmm. will the family find it in their heart to accept it? Or do you accept it? Hell no. The time for remorse would have been when my husband was yelling to breathe. That would have been the time for him to show some type of remorse or some type of care for another human being's life. When he was screaming 11 times that he can't breathe. So there's nothing that him or his prayers or anything else would make me feel any different. No, I don't accept his apology. No, I could care less about his condolences. No, I could care less. He's still working. He's still getting a paycheck. He there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The modus operandi or the modus operandi of race soldiers and white supremacists with that being said i appreciate y'all for checking me out be sure to tune in again we got another modus operandi coming up share this with your peoples um subscribe to the channel here on youtube um if there's a way to subscribe i'm on twitch I haven't been on twitch a lot so i haven't looked at the uh, features if you can follow subscribe whatever that may be do so on twitch i'm having some problems with twitter so i gotta figure out what they're blocking me on twitter for this time they have no reason to do that but they come up with excuses so uh youtube facebook twitter and twitch and also you can go to matter of fact let me put this on the screen man why am i why am i not doing this here Here's where you can watch us on. You can check us out on Spotify. You can actually watch this on Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, with a question mark for Twitter, Facebook. You can also go to buymeacoffee.com slash blogworldintl, which is just short for international, but you type it up as blogworld, as buymeacoffee.com slash blogworldintl. You can listen to us on Radio Public Podcast, Pocket Cast. Overcast, Anchor, Google Play, Podcast Republic, Castro, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Himalaya, the podcast app, and any other place where you want to listen to these podcast episodes, Thoughts of the Week. All right. It might say, some of them might say Thoughts of the Week podcast. Some of them say Thoughts of the Week. Either way, you know that's me. And that's the show. All right. So follow those particular places. Um, give us a rating. Give us uh, comments. And um, again, we're going to keep it. Uh, keep it a buck with you when we come out with the next episode. All right. If you guys want to. Um, stay updated. On some things because you just never know when they'll try to remove you, shut the channels down and stuff like that. So, you know, you want to stay updated. Why not hit that link? It's at the bottom of the screen is bit.ly slash T-O-T-W updates. 
That way, if they, you know, they shut us down on these platforms because we don't own them, I will be able to let you know where the next episode will be coming from next. And you can continue checking us out. All right. If you want to show your support, bit.ly slash support, T-O-T-W, as you see on the screen. All right. As you see on the screen, bottom of the screen right now, always support new black media, which is myself and many others in new black media. If you guys want to promote a product you have or you have a service or you have a uh, Instagram page or you have a podcast show yourself, an event, a, a business, a website you have. Guess what? It only costs one dollar a day and you can choose up to 30 or 31 days, something like that. So if you just wanted to promote. You can promote with a picture or with a video, whatever you choose. Let's say you have a podcast episode. And you just want more people to you know check you out. Go on to that link. That's bit.ly slash promote your brand. T-O-T-W, which you see on the bottom of your screen. And um, you go over there, you pay your dollar, and then you can post up your picture or your video of whatever it is you're trying to promote. If you want to do it for two days, that's $2. Three days, $3, and so on and so on and so forth. Up to You can do up to 30 days. That'll cost you $30 if that's how far you want to promote. But it's just a dollar for a day. That's it. No strings attached. All right. And so with that being said, be sure to support us. Subscribe to us on YouTube. I need some more subscribers on YouTube, man. Moving slow. And I think that's because YouTube is putting a shadow ban on the channel. I think some people are coming in on Facebook. I think I'm getting some more. I think I'm getting more on Facebook than I'm getting. And maybe not necessarily Twitter. But I think more on Facebook than I'm getting on the other platform. Shout out to the person that's checking me out right now on uh, Twitch. Thanks for coming in. And uh, YouTube, thanks for coming in on there. Tell everybody else about us, about the uh, podcast show. Um, I do show my face from time to time. It just depends on how I feel that day. Sometimes I don't want to show my face. Sometimes I do. Just whatever mood I'm in. Because you look back on some other previous episodes, you will see my face there from time to time. All right. So it's not one of those things that I'm hiding or whatever. Because uh, you don't want to know. You don't want to step to me anyway. You feel me? I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to play tough. But uh, yeah, we don't want to play, though. But I'm pretty cool, though. A lot of people say. And before we get out of here. For those who don't know, I need y'all to support Marcel Dixon. It's Greg Marcel Dixon, but we always call him Marcel. He's going to be running for 2024. He previously tried to run uh, recently, a few months back, for um, South Carolina District 6 in the primaries. He didn't win, and that's because he started, like, with only six months. So he's definitely going to run back in 20 – he's going to run in 2024 – so that's given a good two years, uh, roughly, 
to really get his uh money up. So support him. You can support him by going to MarcelForCongress.com. Even if you're not from South Carolina, but you agree with his policies. So you can go to that website and see what his policies are about. All right. And then, you know, if you rock with him, if you if you um, agree with the things he's looking to uh, put out, even if you're not from the state, you know, you can support him financially, give him a donation so it could help him be able to come up with more commercials. And and uh, I guess I guess you could use that for travel. And so when he gets goes for debates and stuff like that, he can make these moves, man, because without the money, it's hard for him to do those things. He is on uh, he's on Twitter real heavy. But, um, you know, this will help kind of expand his uh, the movement and um, get him seen a little bit more and known a little bit more and known about his policies. All right. So go to Marcel for Congress dot com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate y'all, man. As I said before. This is podcast number 134. Man, I did 134 episodes. Even with just 10 subscribers on YouTube. I don't know how many I got on Facebook. And I don't know how many I have on Twitch or Twitter. I might have two or three on Twitter. Because I just started a Twitter channel for this podcast recently. So I'm not going to have a lot of those. But um. I say that because there are a lot of people who want to start podcasts, but they get discouraged after three or four. Even if you don't, even if you get a few views, man, don't worry about that. Put out your message or whatever it is you want to talk about, whether it's on a personal side, whether it's about politics or whatever, or you just want to do like I did this episode and a few more episodes I'm going to be doing a little series of modus operandi videos coming up. The next one will be about Biden administration, I believe. So be checking out for that. Um, Yeah, don't get discouraged. Just keep on going, man. I always say, I don't know if I'll make it to that much, but I always say I'm going to do about 5,000 episodes before I quit. Even if I only get two or three views per episode, but we'll see. Right now, let's do it. I'll make it to, uh, I kind of do it in increments. Let me see. 150. I go by 50s right now. So my next goal is to make it up to 150 episodes. But the main goal, I'll say 5,000. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know if any of these social media platforms will even be here by then. Who knows? If it is, or these listening platforms, podcast listening platforms. But if so, that's that's like my way out goal is to get 5,000 and then I'll cut it off. And there'll be so much content that people can go through it on different platforms and check it out. So the next, the next target is 150. I know I'll make that. Anyway, again, appreciate y'all. Be sure to subscribe to whatever platforms you watch me or listen to on. Comment, give me, um, what is that? With the listening platforms, you get a rating or something like that. You get to rate. So give me a, give me a rating. Give me a comment. I might not be able to see all those things because I'm not on all the listening platforms. But 
I might check from time to time as much as I can check. But definitely on the social media platforms, leave me a comment. Give me a thumbs up on YouTube. And if there's a, an equivalent of that on Twitch and Twitter, just to let me know you was in the place, give me a thumbs up there or whatever it is that they allow you to do on those platforms. So I know you came in. All right. And with that being said, uh, I'm going to leave you out. I'm going to close this out with a little bit of music, some beats that I created um, that you can get on the uh, listening platform like Spotify and Tidal and all those things like that. So I'm going to leave y'all with this beat that I created. No lyrics to it. I'm going to start doing some songs with some rhymes on it, but uh, these are just some instrumentals I created. You can get it on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon Music and stuff like that. All right. This beat is called Speed Bump and I'm going to close it out with y'all checking that out. But before I do that, you're rocking with the best thoughts of the week podcast. Let me hit this outro and then I'm going to hit this beat. Y'all put it on your favorite playlist and work out to the beat. All right. It's called Speed Bump. And uh, enjoy, man. Gone. Peace. All right, y'all. I'm out of here. This is Speed Bump. Go on. Peace.